Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Today, we're going to go into the life of Darvin Nathando, and what events occurred that brought him to be the Royal Cleric of the Vremer Empire. History is said to be written by the victors, so who better to discuss my life than the vanquisher of Tenebris himself? The life of a noble isn't as easy as it must seem at times. We are pampered, that's true. Given the finest education, food, care, we do not want for physical needs, and yet the coldness that comes with my upbringing cannot be overlooked in shaping who I am today. I am the firstborn son of the Nathandom line, and though I have many in my family that look on with jealousy at my position, it is my father, Fabian, who leads our household in the eyes of the royal family and the Vermer Empire. From the moment I was born, my father tried to shape and mold me into someone who would only increase the influence of the Nathandoms. My family always had an affinity for displays of faithfulness to the gods, that as a child I was mostly raised by the Rose and Gold Temple, to follow and hopefully gain favor with Karis. I was a rather disagreeable child, or so I'm told by Amelia, and Armand, one of the high priests at the temple, was a stern teacher. I learned to play nice and studied and bettered myself, but several years, and at this time, my father pushed me as a child to become friends with a member of the Ashglade family, Oliver. During this time, I was friends with another boy my age, Karak, but my father found ways to avoid us spending time together. Karak was also of a noble family, though lower on the list of the main eight that run the kingdom, and the Ashglades were of a ranking above ours. My father would just say, A noble of farmers will just bring you down into the dirt with them, son. Always aim above your station. Learn from your new friend Oliver, whose family is quite studied in the art of business, and are always looking to increase their wealth and the wealth of the kingdom. At first, I was rather against the idea of my father choosing my friends for me, but in time I got to know Oliver and learned he in fact had a similar distaste for the ideas of nobility that I did. Eventually, when we were in our teens, I explained to Oliver that I was fairly certain my father was just using our friendship to get in a better position with his family. Oliver responded saying he didn't care all of the politics of the city, said that we should go off and adventure the same way that Thoven and Grimm did back in the time of the Cataclysm. Honestly, I was encouraged by the thought of getting away from my overbearing father, so I agreed to the idea, and we planned. We prepared to sneak away in the middle of the night, but we needed to be very careful in our escape from the city and to go out into the world and adventure, see what was out there. By this time, my divine powers had already begun to manifest. Olive and I were finding others of a similar mindset to ours to try and join us in our travels. Oliver had not yet discovered his own divine gifts from Vumera, but he was very skilled with a blade and quick on his feet. So we went looking for people who had skills that we did not possess. We looked to see if any of the children of the Noble Eight had any interest in adventuring beyond Orenthal, and we found one, a strong fighter in Gosra Amblecrown. No surprise considering her family's military backing but found no others within the noble line wanted to leave the comfort of the Adamantine Palace. Quinn Buckton even wound up laughing in our faces, saying, 
he would not risk his position as next in line to lead the Buckton name, the second most prestigious in all the Vermeer Empire who should take over should anything ever befall the great royal family of the Reigns, and basically he was very long-winded in his response of no. We found no interest either in the Tathiels, who we were hoping would help us with anything arcane, considering how much support they give to the Staff Federation and to Zuxiar's Academy of the Arcane, or even the Stone Moors, who felt no need to look beyond the Empire when they were so focused on creating devices and other such inventions to promote and encourage help in the Empire. Even Karak Berdir turned me down, though I will admit I am not too surprised considering how I avoided him after my father talked about members of his family exploiting farmers. I eventually found this to be untrue, but Karak remembered my attitude towards him, saying, As interested as I might be, I wouldn't want to sully your clothes with my mud-covered farmer's coins. So, finally, after planning for quite some time, we fled the middle of the night and went out into the wild world of Ostia to see what awaited us. And for years we traveled. We went from town to town, dealing with minor threats, monsters, and general disputes. We were still young then and found ourselves rather invincible. Gosra found a much larger respect for the Vremer's own military at this time as we went from battle to battle, and she realized the kind of safety that our forces provided for people within the borders of the Empire. Oliver took to being away from Orenthal with great zeal. This even discovered a love for the ocean after we dealt with a band of Sahuagin who were harassing fishermen out of Amaran. It was at this time though that he really began his journey in his devotion to Vumera and began to gain his own divine powers. Say so I was rather proud. It was later I learned that my father had apparently been informing everyone that I was sent out by him to get to know the world better. So I could lead the Nathandoms in the future with wisdom. And apparently the Nathandom household was being threatened in its position by my sudden departure, though at the time I honestly didn't care. We were a band of friends getting the chance to experience what life was like beyond the walls of Orenthal. Nothing could stop us. Until something did. North Pass was a small town at the time, at the border of the Vremer Empire near the Wildlands more than a decade ago. The Wildlands are an extremely dangerous place, but there was a small military outpost at North Pass that was there to help keep the defense of the town, though it's a far cry from the military keep it is today. I have to imagine that it was our doing that caused the huge influx of military forces to this one small town. Gosra heard that her family, the Amblecrowns, had been sending more forces to North Pass, which was strange considering we hadn't heard news of any threats coming from the Northwest. Deciding to investigate, we learned there was some sort of evil presence in the area that was said to emerge during the evening, and while the military was attempting to handle it, the Amble Crowns were covering up the threats from the rest of the Empire. As I said, we thought ourselves invincible. We came into town, all too sure we could deal with this threat. This undead threat we faced was beyond us, however, and the ensuing carnage of the battle that occurred Many townspeople were killed because of us. Homes destroyed, buildings burned, and bodies were buried. We found ourselves in shackles, and it wasn't until my father bought our release and worked a deal with the Anvil Crowns so that the whole situation was kept quiet, though my father was quite upset that now the Nathandoms 
own a lesser house, the Amble Crowns, for keeping our name out of the situation. Gosra and I decided to face the horrors of what had occurred, acknowledging how unprepared we were, and felt that we owed our families for allowing us to go free, or rather to be freed from shackles only to find ourselves in the service of our families again. Oliver, meanwhile, said he could not return. He would not, and that he would head to Amaran. He felt called there by Vumera, and so he slipped away, letting me know he intended to set sail and continue on his own adventure. He did promise to keep in touch with me, but said he would no longer go by the name of Ashglade, though he wasn't sure what name he would take, promising to let me know in a letter. And as the years passed, I repaid my debt to my father. I studied hard in becoming someone who could one day lead the Nathandom household. I strengthened my divine powers. I studied the politics of the nobles. I learned how to rule and how to lead. With my debt to my father paid, I do not see the way he leads the Nathandoms as the best method to strengthen our family and this empire. This is why I began to make preparations to take over his position. First, I needed my divine powers recognized, which were already a great boon to all members of the Noble Eight families. My father made allies with the Stone Moors and the Amble Crowns, so I decided to focus my efforts on making allies with the other of the Eight families. Using my divine powers with the Arcane of the Tathfields and the resources of the Berdiers, we learned ways of crafting magical potions and items that would be both beneficial to the king and to the kingdom, creating a stockpile that we could use should the need ever arise. I made a push with Quinn Buckton to promote me as royal cleric, with the idea in his head that we could work together to strengthen the Vemmer Empire, with both of us as future heads of the household, as well as a potential position with me on the council. With the Ashglades, I fed information on various towns, businesses that I encountered on my travels that would help to strengthen their own businesses and their own push for trade amongst the various cities, and reminded them of such favors when I needed aid in pushing my own agenda. And then, once my position as Royal Cleric was secured, I could continue on to the next phase of my plan. As I was getting started, however, as my continued negotiations with the noble families and creating ties with important figureheads of other kingdoms, the gods vanished. Now, I was fortunate that my abilities remained, but the gods were remaining silent, or at least extremely quiet. Any of my spells that could be useful in finding an answer from the gods themselves or from their servants, I found difficulty getting through with no concrete response as to what was happening that caused the gods to pull back from the material plane. Working to try and learn the secret to why the gods had vanished, I eventually received a letter from Oliver, or as he went by now, Zolus, saying that his life was in danger and he needed safe passage to Orenthal from Amaran to personally deliver information and an item I would need to help stop a serious threat. Here it was, my chance to make a real difference. Calling in some favors, I made sure that there would be a team, a useful and effective one that could keep a low profile and get my friend to Orenthal with the items we needed to pull this off. And they did. We did exactly what I had hoped to accomplish. We acquired the soul of Tenebris, traveled to the Abyss, and defeated a demon lord whose underlings had been plaguing not only the Vremer Empire, but Amaran and the other kingdoms as well. I pulled in allies from those kingdoms, powerful allies that could be here and help to show the sort of influence that I, Darvin Nathandom, possess 
across Nabersil, with the tandem name in the ears of the nobility of Orenthal, in the ears of the nobility of every kingdom out there. Now is the time I need to make my bid for the head of the household. This ball would be the perfect moment for the king to announce the change of position, but I know my father will not just let that position fall from his grasp. I need to be careful. Perhaps I can call upon the help of some trusted allies once again. They could help me remove my father from his position of authority and put me in a position to lead the Nathandoms down a better path towards a stronger empire. Thank you all for listening to Darwin's Memoirs or the History of Darwin Nathandom and how he came to be the royal cleric of the Vremer Empire. Now before we wrap this all up, I do want to give a special shout out to one of our more recent iTunes reviews. So thank you, Railroad Track. I really appreciate the kind words. I am also a fan of Bethany's Laugh. They, we spend a lot of time on our characters, on the character development, uh, work really hard on the story. And I know the non-D&D content uh, might not be everybody's thing, but I'm really glad you are enjoying the performances and the production of our show. So thank you so much. And thank you also for reminding people to check out our Patreon. Don't forget, everybody, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can check out our Patreon where we release all sorts of fun bonus content and notes from the campaign. And don't forget, you can also email me directly at dm at dndraw.com. And we love to hear from our fans. So again, thank you all for listening. And we hope to see you next time in the world of Ostia.